I feel like your your one role that everyone wants to know about was Hannah Montana. Oh yes, <laughs> so Hannah Montana. That. Sort of like TikTok. Tinder date. It's it really is. It's sort of like Tinder date. It really is. Putting You're talking about West Hollywood. Yeah. I'm sorry to anyone yeah. who lives in West Hollywood. I'm sorry to anyone that loves West Hollywood. I've already had this conversation. Hello guys and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Heike Adulting aka the not so serious guide as to how to live your best life. Dude it has been so long and honestly since the last time I recorded an episode in May of 2021 till now it just feels like nothing has happened but like everything has happened at the same time. I don't know time doesn't really exist which is why it's important to just simply focus on living in the moment and enjoying all of that. I journal all the time and like keep track of my life and vlog and all that stuff so when I actually look back at my content and look back on the year it I have done a lot but it's crazy because like jumping on the mic right now and just like remembering the last time I was on the mic I'm like yeah that felt like no time has passed by. You guys have been dying for me to come back onto this podcast. Like at this point, I was uh, bullied, peer pressured into doing this, but I'm not gonna lie. I really do miss the podcast. I miss recording. I miss bringing on my favorite people to talk about their journeys and just to share the mic and have a good ass time because, you know, we can all use a little bit of that. So I made a ton of new friends since being in LA and just connected with more people on a deeper level since the last time I've been recording. So I definitely have so many people lined up already to bring on which i'm so excited about and if you guys have any recommendations feel free to send them to me via ig via dm or whatever and i will be sure to take that into account because we're trying to reach a lot of people this year i really do feel like my goal with this podcast this year is to expand it to a wider audience i really did not realize how popular my podcast was becoming even after i left the podcast i continued to gain thousands upon thousands of listens those were on episodes that were just already posted just living on my podcast quote-unquote channel and so I just felt the need to come back I I got so many dms from people during that time just saying like hey you're not on the podcast anymore but I just recently listened to an episode and it changed my life and I I don't know that's really crazy and far-fetched in my mind but I forget that like people listen to these conversations which is really funny enough rambling um i am so extremely grateful to be back i'm so excited to really get on here and just start doing this thing again um 2021 was a crazy year i don't know if i'm even gonna do an episode on how la has been um i think we will well i'll probably touch on it on some podcast episode in the future but i don't I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say about it honestly. Um so many beautiful things happened, so many crazy low things happened, but all in all we're here, we're making it work and we're killing it. Still in LA, still in the same studio apartment, so nothing's really changed on that end, but LA's been good. It's been busy. Tons of opportunities and fun things have come up since the last time I've been on here, so I guess I'm just looking forward to share my life again on here. But today I have a lovely lovely guest her name is Mary Charles Jones. We are basically sisters because we have the last name Jones, but she is one of the sweetest humans I've met here in LA. We connected over the internet and we will get more into that on the actual episode, so I won't ramble any longer. Essentially, she's an actor here in LA. She just turned 20 years old and she's killing it in the acting industry right now as she just booked a series regular role in the new CW show Naomi, which is coming out tonight. So if you guys are listening to the podcast the day that this is released, check out her new show. You're not going to want to miss it. But yes, I hope you guys have all been well. Be sure to review the podcast if you haven't already, because that is the only form of 
ratings on podcasts so it really shows that you guys either like the podcast hate the podcast whatever i don't really care but do review it i love you guys so much i hope you guys are having a great 2022 thus far and i hope you guys enjoy this episode hopefully it works (laughs) oh my gosh guys this is ridiculous well, we're back with the podcast, and we're here with our first in-person guest. Oh, hey, everybody. My name is Mary Charles. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here, <laughs> excited to be on the podcast. This is what the, the podcast is needed, you know, like your energy, your in-person energy. <laughs> She's going to introduce herself, so why don't you do that first? Okay, well, hi, my name is Mary Charles Jones. It's like Mary-Kate Olsen, mm-hmm. double first name. Yes. Uh, I'm an actress who was born and raised, born in Seattle, but raised in Atlanta. So, and lived in LA. Now I'm back in Atlanta, live all over. Right. There we go. And literally we met off of TikTok, which is crazy. Well, TikTok, Instagram, social media, same difference. Yeah. I guess you guys are always asking us questions about me and my friends and everyone who lives here in LA and what they do. So I thought you would be the perfect person to bring on because today, the day that you guys are listening, well, if you guys are listening the day that this comes out, (laughs) which is January 11th, 111, angel number moment, um, Mary Charles has a show coming out. So why don't you go ahead and promote all of that right now? Okay, so on January 11th, there's this new show on the CW and it's called Naomi. We're super excited about it. It's a superhero show created by Ava DuVernay based off a comic book series from the DC Universe that came out in 2019. And I play Annabelle, who is this super funny, a little bit quirky best friend of Naomi. And we're just so excited for you guys to watch it. It comes out at 9, 8 central. So yeah, yes. hope you guys watch. Oh my goodness, yes. Please go support and watch the trailer and all that stuff. I'll be probably reposting all of that stuff on my story <laughs> again so you guys will see it. But um, yeah, it's so beautiful to see how kind of this whole thing is just manifested into itself because I remember the first day that I met Mary Charles, we went out for coffee um, at Blue Bottle Cafe mm. and we just had like a whole conversation about acting and life and whatever. And she told me about the show and obviously it hadn't, shot or anything yet what it, you were i think you'd that, already booked it yeah i i'm trying to think if i'd shot the pilot at that point you had i'd shot you the had. pilot and, that and then was you said it, you came back hadn't, yeah uh, got picked up at that point the pilot is the first episode for mm-hmm. people who don't know the first episode you kind of tend to shoot way before the show mm-hmm. actually films so we shot the pilot and then you didn't know at that point when you were going I, back yeah, didn't know when we were getting picked up going back mm-hmm. to atlanta to shoot and mm-hmm. then we went back and we have two more episodes to shoot at this point so by the time that you're seeing crazy. episode one we are probably shooting episode 12 uh, okay and this is yeah 12 so you said wait there's 12 and 13 or yes so okay. we will have 13 episodes total Very yay exciting. wow <laughs> i guess starting at the beginning of your journey do you want to talk about that first and then we'll yeah. lead up to how this, this process of yeah. this show uh, so I've been acting since I was four, which is a crazy long time to think mm-hmm. about. Uh, six, and you were yeah. where at that time? Still I was in Atlanta, in Atlanta yeah. acting at the age of four. And a lot of it came about from being way too talkative <laughs> and just having a head that was too big for my body. So Amazing. they were like, oh, maybe she should be, know, on TV. be on TV, <laughs> which I think is a thing that a lot of moms will say to other moms mm-hmm. when their kid is really talkative and annoying. Just like, like, oh, they should be on TV. They should be on the yeah, commercial. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Um, 
so through a process of finding an agency in Atlanta who eventually led me to my agents who are in Los Angeles, I would say my first like big role was I played the daughter of the lead on the show October Road that was on ABC. Fun. Um, and my cute little story with that to keep everyone's realistic <laughs> dreams of the entertainment world real is I did the first season and I was six years old and it filmed in Atlanta. And the second season they said, we're moving to production to L.A., uh, something about budget what doesn't really make sense because <laughs> it's way more expensive to film mm, in LA yeah. but they moved the production to LA and there's laws about how long you can work when you're a when kid when you're a kid yeah mm-hmm. and they moved the production to LA and called up us and we're like hey so an eight-year-old can work another hour so we're gonna fire your six-year-old no. and hire an eight-year-old <laughs> So I tell people, I'm like, look, you could be on a show for a whole season as a six-year-old, and they will still fire you. That's ridiculous. And it's not anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. It's just to do with, like, money and time management, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, And thankfully, that wasn't my last job. I've gotten to work on a bunch of other cool stuff. Um, But yeah, that's honestly when I got into acting was super young, Mm -hmm. which was great because I had the support of my parents, and um, Mm -hmm. my mom was a teacher before she had me, and then when she had Mm -hmm. me, she stopped teaching and kind of realized as we got older Mm -hmm. my sisters and I both act as well I have two younger sisters and as we started to act she was like I can't really I'm she's not our momager but she's (laughs) kind of like she's there with us on set and she's super encouraging and helpful and now that my sisters and I are older she's actually Mm -hmm. owns her own little furniture store she's a small business owner so support your small businesses no for real we'll plug that as well (laughs) I feel like you're your one role that everyone wants to know about was Hannah Montana. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Hannah Montana. Um, Hannah Montana, I feel like everything has such a fun story with mm-hmm. it. But Hannah Montana, I was in school. So mm-hmm. I, I was still living in Georgia at the time. And I was in school. And I remember I got called to the office. And I was terrified. I was Were like, you watching the show at the time? I, when you were yeah, Hannah, yeah. It, Hannah Montana was in its, it was in its fourth season. It was about to be okay, in its fourth season. It. And so I'd watch season one through three. Loved mm-hmm. the show. I think I saw the Hannah Montana movie in person and like wore a Hannah Montana wig. I was obsessed. I remember going to the theater for that. And movie. every single child was there wow. and was in their sequence. So I got called to the office mm-hmm. and I was freaking out thinking I was in trouble, which I was not a bad <laughs> kid. So I don't know why I thought I was in trouble. Uh, and I remember my mom said, get in the car. We're going to LA. And I was so confused. It's <laughs> like, okay, fun. I'm, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. And it was because there was a role to play young Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. on Hannah Montana. And at the time I looked so, and I still like look mm-hmm. so similar to her and to her family. And my mom knew she was like, you, you just have to be there in person for that because that. so they need to see how much you look like mm-hmm. her. And another thing that I remember, if you ever get nervous in the audition, just know I did that audition and I had hiccups the entire time. No way. Like visible, like sounding oh, deep no. hiccups. And, um, I just looked like her and I booked it. And so I did three episodes of that show Mm -hmm. as her flashback. There's the first one of the season and then there was one in the middle and then one um, towards the end that was, they didn't use for the actual cut, but there's an alternate ending of it. Because at the time I think there was an issue between like tabloids running fake stories on her real parents, Mm. which is funny because they air the scene a lot on like Instagram and TikTok Mm. and they're saying like oh the alternate ending was that it was all a dream that's not true (laughs) that's not what the writers intended the writers intended it to be kind of an ode and a honor to her and her real life family so they Mm -hmm. used her real mom and her real dad 
and they have a scene with me and I'm like I'm gonna be a rock star so it was kind of an ode to her and her real life and now she is this rock star and still is so that was really fun role tell people (laughs) even if you have hiccups Maybe if you're vomiting, that probably. Pro tip: work. Look like a celebrity, and if you have hiccups, yeah, it doesn't it'll be matter. Okay, okay. okay. got it. So <laughs> take <tip>. that. <laughs> That's a pro tip. Talk about kind of like your school life growing up and kind of balancing that with acting, and how did you do that, and then moving to LA afterward? Yeah. So with schooling and acting, I think that it really depends on where you live and the school that you're mm. going to, and there's no way around that. In Los Angeles, and I think it might be the whole state of California, there are a lot more laws that support child actors yeah i didn't even know like the chess piece like i didn't know any of that was a thing until moving here the main thing that's really helpful in california that they have for students and i'm not sure the logistics behind it but it involves the fact that if you were working on a production and you had to miss a day of school Mm -hmm. you're not penalized for that Mm -hmm. versus in a lot of states once you miss like 10 days of school you kind of have to have this hearing and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a big deal once it gets past that it's like you got to figure something out because you can't be at one of our public schools my sisters and I went to a private school growing up. So private schools can pick and choose. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be there. And in Atlanta, right? And it was then, in the Atlanta yeah. area. Yeah. And because we went to a private school, they were okay with us coming and going. And so my teachers would send me my work if I ever went to go film on a production, which was super great. And also when you're in elementary school, a lot of it is worksheets. Mm-hmm. And we had – a again, with child labor laws, you have to have teachers mm-hmm. on set. So there were people there to help us with our learning and – we never fell behind or felt like we were being gypped because the, some mm-hmm. of these teachers are incredible, by the way. Yeah. These set teachers are fantastic. That's interesting. I would think that, like, it would be really hard to, like... There's some awful ones. Yeah. There are some okay. that, I, that I'm like, how did you get certified to do <laughs> There are some studio teachers that are so great, and you will end up fighting over them almost mm. with other child actors and yeah. be like, no, like, I, I want, want her them. for yeah. me to teach mm-hmm. you on my show because she's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of kid actors get into these huge prestigious colleges some of it i'm sure is like that's interesting when you yeah. get listen some of it when you're applying is like mm-hmm. your extracurricular was you had a full-time job yeah but also some of it is they have these incredible teachers that are like making mm-hmm. sure they know how to do the sat making sure wow. they know how to do the act and preparing them to get into these prestigious schools mm-hmm. so with my schooling my school gave me my work back and forth and then once i got to high school our administration was like look it's kind of difficult to send you your work for high school Mm -hmm. calculus so I did online school for my freshman and sophomore year because at this time I was working on a show for CBS and you were still in Atlanta you didn't move until when I was I worked on a show for CBS and we filmed in New York oh okay so you were just like so yeah around the (laughs) I know the globe you know so (laughs) we filmed in New York this show for CBS it was called Kevin Can Wait and I was a series regular on it and I was in I think we did 24 episodes and I was in 20 of them Mm -hmm. so 20 weeks out of the year like I was in New York a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and so I did an online school before it was cool you know before everyone (laughs) else had to do it and so I did this online school for my freshman and sophomore year and then my junior year the show got canceled and so I was going to go back to normal school at the private school that I went to but I still wanted to go out to LA to audition Mm -hmm. or have the flexibility if I booked something else to go and do that but stay at my private school Mm -hmm. and we had some new administration that was actually from california Mm -hmm. so they knew what was up (laughs) and they let me take half of my classes online and the other half my teachers would either virtually teach or they'd send me work Mm -hmm. so i think with being a kid and trying to balance school 
and acting. First off, like balance your education mm-hmm. and don't put it on the back burner yeah. because it's it's so important. Especially even if you do something like the job that I have now as an actress, I'm not really using algebra. Mm-hmm. I'm not using calculus. I'm not using. Any I of think that. it's just a good but discipline. It, it, I mean, it just builds you. You're starting to work professionally at such a young age that you're already expected to be an adult essentially but it's like school is like eh, i don't want to yeah. do it but at the same time i feel like it really disciplines you and when you're that young especially elementary middle school there are just certain things that you do need to know yeah you it know? balances yeah. you out and even in high school i think there were just some of the things that my teachers taught me mm-hmm. and discipline wise yeah. that was super helpful mm-hmm. um and it, it's important to do a high school education. Yeah. The thing that in LA that you talked about, the Chesapeake. So yeah. I actually took the Chesapeake. Yeah, explain to them what that is. The Chesapeake is a GED test. For like 16. And I can't think of how young you can take it. I'm sure there's ways. I'm yeah. sure there's ways to get around it and you can take it at like 12. I don't mm. suggest that. <laughs> but basically in Los Angeles, what happened is once this test came widely available, a lot of network executives were like, oh, well, if I make my 16-year-olds on my show take this test, or I say I'm only going to hire actors that have taken this test, mm-hmm. You are treated as an 18-year-old, so they don't have to provide a teacher, and they don't have to provide schooling. And the hours are still... And so, and you can work as many hours as they need. So, like, a 16-year-old, I think, can work 10 and a half hours, and then 18, you can work as many hours as needed. Uh, So, there came a point where all my auditions were saying, are you legal 18 or not? Let us Mm -hmm. know. Which basically means, have you taken this GED test? So, I went out to LA, and I took this test. It's fairly easy. Mm-hmm. It's simple math, simple English, simple science, and I think there's an essay. Mm-hmm. Took the test. I took it with other. There were a few other <laughs> Disney stars there. I'm oh, not gonna fun. lie, and it was hilarious. <laughs> and went the te- took a test that passed it. However, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. They still like to hire older people because of just the maturity sure. and the age thing. It wasn't it like I took the test and, and then, yeah, and then you booked everything, everything yeah. because oh, she can work as an 18 mm-hmm. year old. It is something that they have in California. If you take it, I would say you can still stay in school. That Mm -hmm. was a big thing for me is I took the GED test and I passed it. So I had my GED, but I was still in high school, Mm. which I think is important because that test, you know, that proves, you know, very, very basic stuff. Correct. But it's still important to Mm -hmm. get an actual degree because it's different, especially when you're applying to colleges and stuff. You can't give them your GED yeah and you, I also I gave I said look I took the GED test but also I graduated high school normal with mm-hmm. high school diploma there's because, a lot of great yeah, laws to protect a lot kids of, yeah and it's good it definitely is good but it does get complicated especially because I know that a lot of you guys who are reaching out to me being like how do I work as like a child actor and this and this and this and like it varies per state it varies per what productions are happening in your state because if it's like non-union stuff that's not you know certified by the union or anything it's like then you can work whatever but Mm -hmm. it's just like be careful as well like don't get taken advantage of yes i would say i think that if it's a sag production Mm -hmm. which is the union that sag laws go over the state laws but Mm -hmm. usually the state laws are what you would follow and they're all very different also depending on states that have a lot of production Mm -hmm. and states that don't just being aware of that and Thankfully, I've had some great people that have surrounded me and made sure that I understood those rules Mm -hmm. and they were helpful all the way up until now and being 20 years old and not having to worry about those. I know, finally. (laughs) Um, I will say 
do not wish that away because it is mm-hmm. so nice for someone to tell you that you can only work 10 hours because now, now I'm you have to, working yeah. 15, 16 hour days mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, wouldn't it be nice to go so home and nap? <laughs> wouldn't yeah. it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. But I love it either way. Well, okay. So w- about acting and your whole love for it, because I know you started really young and I know that there's this like thing about child actors starting young and being kind of forced into it but like obviously you said that you like doing it and whatnot but like was there ever a point where you were like oh like maybe I can try something else like maybe this might not be for me have you ever mm-hmm. had that moment so with acting since I was a kid there were many points throughout my life where my parents were super open and honest with me saying look if you don't want to do this we're gonna mm-hmm. stop if this isn't something that you enjoy and it's not something that you're wanting to do mm-hmm then do it and I also think a good thing with my family is that any financial compensation or like payments that I mm-hmm. received from any of my acting gives almost all of it was put away for mm-hmm. college or put away for buying a car when mm-hmm. I was older or put away for rent when I was older and I'm very thankful for that now but because of that there was also no pressure of oh if I don't do this I can't yeah. help my family because we weren't relying on my sisters and I for our my dad had had a job and he Mm -hmm. was paying the bills and I never felt like if I said no that it was going to affect anyone other than me Mm -hmm. and what I wanted to do so as I got older there were many checkpoints of is this something that you want to do is this Mm -hmm. something that you want to do and I never felt like anything else was what I was supposed to be doing yeah I will say one thing that I was thankful for is I did a lot of normal kid things with acting. So I was on a That's soccer good. team in yeah. elementary school. Mm-hmm. I was on a soccer team in middle school. Yeah. Did sports, even though I'm not the biggest sportsman. I do love <laughs> soccer. I think it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And my sisters and I worked at a donut shop for a little mm-hmm. bit. And at the time, both of us had been on huge series and like big productions, but we weren't working at that point. We didn't mm-hmm. have a job at that point. And it was this moment of like have a real nine to five job and a like see if this is something you want to do and b be aware that like there's other things that That's you can nice. do yeah. so that when you don't have an acting gig there's other stuff that you can do with mm-hmm. your skills and your time and I think that's really important is if you're going to pursue anything in the creative or entertainment yeah. sphere I was about to dive into that yeah. about just like having something else like is to do yeah. not only for income wise to diversify your income but also to diversify yourself. Yeah. And it's not like a, I'm sure that there are some people that are like, I'm studying people. Mm. I'm sitting and mm-hmm. studying. Yeah. Like, no, it, have a, have a have normal do job. Have something else. <laughs> have yeah. a normal job. <laughs> try it out. And truly, there's so mm-hmm. many people that have been like, oh, wait, I actually love that. And also, you can try something else in the entertainment industry. Yeah. I know plenty of people who have acted on stuff and then been like, oh, I worked in the art department for this and other I show. And that. I love yeah. the art mm-hmm. department. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important, and that was something that I was thankful for growing up in the acting industry. And once, I feel once I was 14, 13, that's when it was fully my decision. And it also Mm -hmm. became more of my decision when it was prep for your auditions yourself. Like, mom's not making time to read your lines with you. Like, you need to prep for that on your own, and you need to let me know when you're ready to tape, Mm -hmm. and you need to set it up, and you need to show initiative, Yeah, which I think is super important. Instead of being, like, forced to do it. Yeah, 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 instead of, like, okay, we're going to set up a time. Mm -hmm. Here's when you can come and do it. So once it became that, and there truly was a moment – during that where I would half do stuff and I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I barely learned these lines. <laughs> and I would bomb auditions and my mom was like, look, I'm not going to come and tape you if you don't know your yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to me. Mm-hmm. 
and I think one of the first auditions that I was like wow I that was me was in eighth grade I did my audition for the show I did on CBS mm-hmm. and I taped that and I was like that was me I knew my lines I killed that and I, I Aww, broke the show so I it was it, it showed mm-hmm. if you were gonna put in the work mm-hmm. I mean there were other stuff I put yeah. in the work for and I didn't yeah, get it. so it's right. not if you put in the work right. you're gonna get it but mm-hmm. I think that's important to note yeah this industry is crazy if you guys can't already tell there's just so many ins and outs and there's so many factors that come into play that sometimes have literally sometimes or most times have nothing to do with you whatsoever um and yeah so i guess talking about that so many people are just so discouraged especially right now like there's still the pandemic going on there's still so many other factors you know with people asking oh like do i need to be in a certain place in order to blah blah blah, blah. and like what is your take on just kind of pushing through if this is something that you know that you want to do like you've already gone past the point of it's just a hobby but now it's like this is something that I definitely want to pursue but just feeling discouraged what what do you have to say about that I think the best thing I can say is something that I did say Jason Bateman said this when somebody asked if he would let his kids be actors Mm. and he said you know it's hard because acting and there's a few other I would say creative careers that are not based on skill level Mm -hmm. in terms of there's a certain point where everyone's kind of at the same skill level yeah everyone can play that same like moody mean girl teenage girl the same Mm -hmm. and it comes down to who what looked like the character Mm -hmm. that the writer imagined the most or who did the best audition and I think a lot of directors are taking up um, tactics. I know that Ava DuVernay does this as well, who's the executive producer of our show and the creator. Is she will take out her top three, four choices. She'll take them out to yeah. lunch and see the person behind the actor. Yeah. And I think that's something that took me a while to recognize when I got older because it's hard to put yourself out there and be told no and ultimately nine times out of ten you'll see who they Mm -hmm. cast and they will look nothing like you and you will go oh it didn't matter Mm -hmm. because they don't look anything like me there will be that one time you're like wow she looks Mm -hmm. just like me she probably did the same acting as me but something for some reason that was someone that they wanted that day and Mm -hmm. I think that's a super calming and encouraging thing in a weird way to know that you have almost no control at a certain point and that's what I'm saying it's like you can I mean you can go to class all day long you can do x y and z all day long but it's like I mean it really is one of these careers where it's not really in your hands I mean unless you're creating your own stuff which I always highly suggest you're writing stuff as well like you can talk about how you know but that's also just going back to having something else to do putting yourself in areas where it's like you're not putting all this pressure to book something because it's not really up to you but when it is right for you it will be for you you when it's right for you it'll be for you Mm -hmm. and so many times there were roles that I was passed up on for and I was devastated because I loved the project or I loved the writer or I thought that I was the perfect fit and either a I find out from somebody who worked on that that like oh that project was actually super stressful Mm -hmm. and it wasn't fun to be on or B, if I would have done that project, I might not have been able to do another project Mm -hmm. or go on this vacation with my family or get to go and meet this person and do this. So I think everything in that sense works out for its timing, but it is a Mm -hmm. lot of waiting. And there's a lot of waiting between gigs that I think people don't really talk about as much. The top, top of the top actors still have to go in for auditions. Mm -hmm. 
there are very few actors that it's like, oh, I just got called for this next film mm-hmm. and I'm doing it. Like, if you're Leonardo, yes, yes. you are probably <laughs> not going into an audition room. You Ever may. <laughs> but the only time that you're going in, it's because Brad Pitt is the other yeah, option. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not you're going in with five other people but yeah. there are top top actors mm-hmm. like right under that that are still auditioning and they still have breaks between projects and they're waiting for their mm-hmm. next gig and I think that's why I say diversify your portfolio yeah. and all of that because mm-hmm. there is moments of breaks between projects and there's breaks between roles and they can be nine years mm-hmm. they can be eight years right. uh, I think between this show and the last show I did it was I want to say four, three mm-hmm. years yeah. of so, not yeah, doing so anything. It takes time. And like, there is time in between and it can seem so like, oh, Mary Charles just booked a project. Like, oh, like that. But remember, yeah, she but booked a project that the last was a time was forever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, people just don't see that. And I think, do, was there ever a point during those, you know, that long break where you're like, oh, maybe, maybe it's just not going to come for a long time. Like, did you ever just have like this existential, like, oh. During breaks between projects, I think, if you're an actor and you don't have that moment of am I gonna book again Mm -hmm. then I don't like I'm good for you Mm -hmm. that is amazing but you do have that moment of I don't know if I'm gonna book again Mm -hmm. and I don't know how long this is gonna take and to that I would say that's when you find your other hobbies that's when you find Mm -hmm. your other things that make you happy and make you joyful and either a whether they're hobbies that you're like I don't think I can make income from this this isn't going to provide for me or you may be like oh I think I could make income for this and this could be another job and that's another reason that I think education is so important Mm -hmm. um I didn't say this but I was in college so I'm not in college now I'm 20 years old I was in college for a year and I did it completely online just because of the pandemic and I was going to be in LA and I wanted to audition and be able to focus fully on that but still be in college so I did online school and when I booked the show I realized that I wasn't going to have enough time to fully mm-hmm. put my education where it needed to be so I'm not in school now that being said if I do this show for three years and I'm you know 24 or 25 that option to go back to school mm-hmm. is still there and I would probably take that option due to the fact that A, it's something to do. Like, mm-hmm. don't knock the fact that like, mm-hmm. yeah, school sucks, but sometimes having something to do that's consistent you, yes. is so important. Even if you hate enough. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you hate it. And yeah, you can be like, oh, I go to this workout class every mm-hmm. day and I take this pottery class. That's cool. Like, mm-hmm. you have to find those things to fill your day even if you may not like them in the moment. Yeah. Because if you're just sitting there literally sitting on your couch refreshing your email like 24-7 just to see if there's a new audition, new quality, you're going to rip yourself apart. Like It's not fair to yourself. So I have that option to go back to school, but I think that's important, Mm -hmm. especially for people who are either in high school or in like right out of high school trying to figure out, do I just want to go and act for a year? And I also don't think there's anything wrong with taking a gap year. That Mm -hmm. was going to be my first option but with the pandemic and doing school mm-hmm. online I was like oh well like that's essentially yeah. what I did too like I I've talked about this in many podcasts previous to this but about just like how I graduated high school a year early and then after graduating a year early I was like okay well this is the perfect time to take a gap year because I didn't know I was going to be graduating early perfect time like not do anything so I moved to New York and that's when I you know did all the Broadway stuff and like tried out all of that figured out I liked film and tv and then COVID hit (laughs) so then went back home and then that was a point where it was a literally waiting game and just like what am I going to dive into right now because there's really nothing to dive into right now especially like all of us creatives who are just waiting to like there's a point where no one was on set like at all no one was working no one was doing anything just trying to take care of you know bare necessities getting food like water shelter like you know 
And that was a really dark period, I feel like, for everybody. But now that we've kind of somewhat figured out how to navigate through this pandemic and just, like, figure out how to make everything coexist with each other, I think now it's easier to, like, oh, I can have a hobby on the side and, like, handle that, but also, like, juggle my love for acting and keep going back and forth and blah, 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 blah. I say this because, yeah, like, you talking about education and, like, school's always going to be there, I feel like everyone's always asking like what what should I do for me like what should I do for me like can you give me advice and it really is like you having to sit down and figure out what you want like and I tell people this and I'm like I know that's not the answer you want to hear I feel like you want someone to tell you exactly what you need right now but for you your entire situation could be completely different than somebody else's and you don't know when you're gonna book versus when someone else is gonna book and you just kind of have to fill up your time the way that you know best because at the end of the day, you should kind of know what's best for you. Like, someone can't tell you, like, you should go pick up this job right now just to fill up your time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Truly, I think something in the creative world, and mostly in LA, I don't know as much about New York, but in LA, is that people will get caught up in their dream and fully realize that, like, you're 18 and you have a long time, Mm -hmm. but you also have a long time that you have to be able to support yourself. So, even with people moving out to LA Mm -hmm. or moving to New York or moving to a bigger city, I'm always like, look, do what makes you happy and do that joy, but don't be foolish about it Mm -hmm. because you don't want to have to end up in situations where you're having to choose between something that you love and Mm -hmm. being able to support yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, important, important one. And I think that when it comes to people always asking like, oh, should I move now? Like I, you know, I'm 18 or I'm about to graduate from high school or I'm coming out of college. Like again, so many different scenarios. Yeah, you just really kind of have to sit there and make a plan that works for you because I mean, I can't really tell you how to handle your finances. Like that's your business. That's what you're going to do and it's going to be completely different than what somebody else does. Um, And I think when it came to me choosing to move to LA and even now, just like, figuring out how I'm financially sustaining myself and keeping that alive, literally, and just, you know, making sure there's food on the table, making sure that, you know, my health is taken care of and all, you know, my car is taken care of. Like, you you kind of have to prioritize that stuff sometimes over, you know, just the dream of hoping, like, an email is going to come through, you know? I think yeah. th- there are very few creatives that aren't always hustling. You mm-hmm. will not, you know, there's so many people that are like, I have three jobs or I do this and this and this. And I think a cool thing that my friend uh, told me who is a dancer, she told me, she had a teacher tell her, listen, if you're a creative, find a way for someone to pay to, for your creativity mm-hmm. in that sense. So she teaches dance classes yep. to six and seven year olds mm-hmm. and does that. I literally paid. did that too. And it's fun. So <laughs> it's like, there's always a time and place for when you should be working. Like the universe is going to let you know when that's going on. But in the meantime, it's important to fill your, fill your time up with things that just genuinely make you happy. And sometimes like, I, sometimes I just have to remember like for myself that like the world doesn't revolve just simply around acting you know like you know what i'm saying like once you it's enjoy, a thing that we say on yeah. set a lot and there's other sets that'll say it and it sounds funny but they will literally go we're not saving lives yeah, yeah. when you get stressed like you're not saving lives and that doesn't i don't think there's any job that's less valuable mm-hmm. than another job like everyone needs entertainment and creativity mm-hmm. is such an important part of human life but there's so many reasons to go. You yeah. know what? Let me calm down. Let me sit down and realize that, like, today is just a day. Correct. Especially when so, you're young. Um, I think that was something mm-hmm. that I got caught up with when I was 16, mm-hmm. 17, is I was, why am I not working on these mm-hmm. big projects? There's so many other young people my yeah. age working on these big projects. There are actors <laughs> that are 70 years old, that and start they started acting then. at 60, yeah. and they're winning Tonys and Oscars. Mm-hmm. There's, there's never 
going to be the right time mm-hmm. and there's never going to be enough time and there's never going to be too much time. Mm-hmm. You're going to yes. be fine. Take a breath. It's all good. <laughs> no, that um, um, about filling up your time because we were just talking, we kind of dabbed into it a little bit, but about like writing. I know that you write as well. So do you want to talk about just kind of how you how you just started doing that? Was it because you saw that there was a space for you to kind of create or would you just need something to do on the side? Or I what? think um, my television and film writing came from honestly needing another place to put out my creative outlet Mm -hmm. I do music but it's more for myself and I would love to pursue it way more in the future but Mm -hmm. I think a lot of actors you'll see I guess the biggest example is Olivia Rodrigo Mm -hmm. which I love her and I think the best example is of her she was an actress and she got to a point where she was like I do this music thing not Mm -hmm. many people know about it Mm -hmm. I'm gonna share a few on Instagram I'm getting some good feedback and from that because record labels found her music easier they can hire her Mm -hmm. and you know i'm not as well versed in the music (laughs) world and how all of that works i know people in it and they tell me about it and i pretend i understand Mm -hmm. what they're talking about but i will say with music and with television and film writing a lot of that came from needing another place to express my creative outlet and a lot of it is a different way to practice almost Mm -hmm. a different way to practice acting and with script writing it was one of those things that came so naturally because i had the opportunity to read so So many many. scripts from age i feel like the first time i started reading the full script would have been at like 10 Mm -hmm. you don't always get the full script which is when you do but when you do yeah that is another thing that I used to not do and I don't know why but when I was younger if I got a full script I wouldn't read it I would just read the sides Mm -hmm. that was out of laziness and I shouldn't have done that but Mm -hmm. now anytime I get an audition I'm so excited I love reading the full script script. yeah it's fun because a it's fun you get so much more context and b yeah yeah, you can understand a character a lot better Mm -hmm. um so I love the writing of that and that's a good thing that takes up my time Mm -hmm. and I'm a very much I'm an introverted extrovert so I like hanging Mm -hmm. out with people but I after it i'm dead and i'm like i need to hide for three days um Mm. so i think that was a thing when coming to la that's why i know so many people because people are busy in la Mm. i think that's something that and it's so don't realize (laughs) is that you are going you could have 30 friends Mm -hmm. and three of them aren't doing something Mm -hmm. because they're hustling like i said everyone's Mm -hmm. hustling they either working on a job or they're going to this or they're going to that versus when you're in high school or when you're in a college town you have that sort of set times where it's like oh everyone's free at this time my friends who work in the music industry are never free on the weekends (laughs) because they work on the weekends Mm -hmm. they're free on tuesdays and wednesdays (laughs) when i'm not free (laughs) so i think that's important and Mm -hmm. we talked earlier i think something in la and even in any sort of town is DMing people <laughs> and reaching out to people on the internet is people scary. are so embarrassed Please to be, do it. it you are so embarrassed I'm, there's no way I don't think I'll ever not be embarrassed really that's like my thing that's I why I reached out to you because I yeah everyone that's the one thing that everyone will say about me they're like Jada you just know how to reach out to people she like, knows how to no. reach out I will do Body's it and I will business. be so embarrassed when I press send <laughs> but I think the thing is that you can meet someone a do it like you know be safe yeah it's somewhere public do it something during the day don't be stupid but also you can meet someone and oh i went to coffee with so and so Mm -hmm. 
and you can hate it and that's yeah. fine and then yeah. you don't have to see, see them, them ever again. again yeah that's that's why i just don't take it seriously at all because i'm like oh I it's found sort of like TikTok. tinder dates it's it really is it's sort of like tinder dates it really is and i think i think i'm the perfect amount of extroverted to a point where like i can also tell if, like someone's just not meeting my energy and i really will not see them again i've literally gone on so many coffee days breakfast days whatever with people you know and just to like meet them and see what their energy was like and i was like mm. I'm not going to see them again, and, and that's that okay. That's nothing. That doesn't necessarily be right. something against them or something mm-hmm. against you. And that's also why I think people say LA is so such a small world. There's mm-hmm. so many people that'll go on their Instagram and it'll be like, "Oh, so and so follows them." Yeah, and like someone, him. yeah, you and know. you are like, "What?" But it's because everyone's like, "Oh, I've seen them once," mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not friends with everyone. No. But, but you may know them, <laughs> and you may say hello to them, and you may go meet this person just because you want to have more. Mm-hmm friends because it's big cities Mm -hmm. are very easy to feel isolated so lonely with so many people around you 24 7 you can still feel so lonely yeah it's very it's very important to have other people around you whether Mm -hmm. that is friends whether that is family and having a good support system behind you is super valuable and important yeah i mean i cannot stress that enough i even put that in my recent like q a on my channel because i was like like i literally could not have gone through the past couple months without a good support system like that was so needed And, and especially moving here or to la wherever like even going to college like moving somewhere for the first time on your own and like actually experiencing life adulting life you know on your own it's so different and you're literally it's almost like being like two three or four years old again when you're just like picking up everything that you see and just being like oh this is work for me this is not work for me and just experimenting with everything and that's great but i there's something to be said about keeping you know keeping your core people and finding people that are really just about you as much as you're about them you know instead of just inviting everyone into your space because it's so easy to just like want to cling on to everything people in LA will sometimes try to deny the fact that like it's a very um influencer Mm -hmm. and follower culture culture might not be the right right word there but it's very driven by influencer Mm -hmm. and followers in certain senses when people tell me that, a there's certain areas of LA. That I know. Are like I'm that. like you're putting. You're talking in about West area. Hollywood. Yeah. I'm sorry to anyone yeah. who lives in West Hollywood. I'm sorry to anyone that loves West Hollywood. I've already had this conversation. Yeah. If you say you hate LA, you probably went to Venice, Santa like, Monica, or West Hollywood. There's so much culture here, and I feel like people just completely deny that fact because you see, like, again, I'm referencing my entire Q and A video that I just filmed because I literally had this exact uh-huh. conversation. But it's about you're seeing, especially if you don't live here, you're seeing LA through the lens of an influencer, you're and that's LA all you. People see. that you want to pick it That's to see all through, you see. Um, and I feel like people put so much pressure on like making these core best friends like you need to have the entire time, and then you just kind of like listen. The movies yeah. lie, no, and it sucks because like I we want that. Like it's like, there's no it, person who in their right mind isn't like wow you know in the movies how they all have like their two mm-hmm. best friends and they're like a group it's and it's so thing. much fun. That's yeah. not a thing. It's very rare, and I think that took. I'm still learning that about you're not. You Agreed. might not have a best best Mm -hmm. best friend Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. and there are people that have those people and that's wonderful and that's so joyful um but you can have a you can have a bunch of friends and you Mm -hmm. can see them for different things and you can have friends that are older than you you can have friends that are younger than you and they're all there to Mm -hmm. add something else to your character and add something else to your world and i think that's important to realize that you don't have to have that one best friend Mm -hmm. especially when you are out of your small town mm-hmm. and adulting in life like you're growing up you're experimenting new people like 24 7 it's okay to not have them all be your best friend yeah, like it's okay. it's okay yeah
Oh, well, okay, so I guess one thing that we should dive into is finally your booking story for oh, Naomi. Yes. I feel like people want to hear the story because I, it's a good story because, well, I already know it, but I want her to explain <laughs> it. But it's just it just teaches you a lesson about just letting things happen for you, but also taking the initiative mm-hmm. to make something happen for you. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be in someone's hands, and you know what I'm talking about when I say yeah. that, so go for um, it. When I send in an audition, my main thing is I will send it in and forget about it. And it's so hard, especially if you audition for a project that you love. Love so much, yeah. And that you read it and you're like, this is so cool. Or the people that are making this are so incredible. Send it in and forget about it. There are a few that I... Honestly, if there's a project that I didn't forget about, I probably didn't book it. (laughs) And I don't know what that says, but you just need to Mm. tape it, send it in, and let it go. Mm -hmm. My audition with Naomi, I sent it in... Mm, it I was during the pandemic, right? Of Maybe in February. Of 2020. February 2021? of 2021. Okay. Yeah, in February of 2021. So almost a year ago. <laughs> almost a year ago, <laughs> I sent in my audition for Naomi. And I remember one of my friends had the same audition, and she was, I think she's, at the time she was 24, and I was 19. Mm. And she does not look like me. She's blonde. She's taller. And I knew at the time that they weren't sure what they were looking for, which happens a lot of mm-hmm. the time. And I think that's why it sometimes can be valuable to ask it. Hey, has anybody else seen this mm-hmm. tape? If your friends or other actors, just so that you can know, like, oh, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're looking for. So I don't need to stress mm-hmm. because they have no clue. So I sent in my tape in February and I didn't hear anything back, but I had forgotten about it truly. And in March... I got an email from my agency in Atlanta because this project films in it, Naomi films in Atlanta. And I got an email from my agent in Atlanta that said, hey, audition for Naomi for the character Annabelle. And so I emailed them back and said, hey, I already auditioned for this. Is this a callback? Do they mm-hmm. want me to retape with different notes? And they emailed me and were basically like, oh, just kidding. It says if you've already auditioned, don't audition. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they were re-looking for the character because they still hadn't found anyone that fit the role of Annabelle. Mm-hmm. And I loved the character Annabelle and I felt like I could give her such a good read. And at this point they had casted our lead. Our lead is Casey Walfall and she is, she was 16, I think at the time of our pilot or 17. She was 16 when we <laughs> filmed our pilot and, and she yeah. plays a 16 year old. So once I saw that they had casted her, I said, I got to retape guys because my audition, I read it a lot older due to the fact that it was CW and CW tends to have these older kids playing these high schoolers mm-hmm. not quite as far as euphoria goes but mm-hmm. in terms of shows like riverdale, riverdale yeah. and all american. all american it's these older kids that are playing high school so i played everything a lot older assuming that they would cast their lead as older mm-hmm. but the show has actual like, but the show kid, yeah. all of us are i think our oldest is actually 28 but she looks super super mm-hmm. i know super who you're young. talking about yeah she super does super <laughs> young she's so kind mm-hmm. too um but all of us are pretty young and so I asked my agents in Los Angeles, I said, look, I saw that they casted the lead and that she was seven or she was 16. Can I retape? And they were like, we don't know. We're trying to get in contact with them. And a lot of the times if I want to retape for something, I will go ahead and tape for it and mm-hmm. I'll send it to my team because it's a lot easier for them once they get the yes to go ahead and send it versus mm-hmm. if they get the yes. Now they have to tell you, yes, you can retape. Now Wait you have to retape. Yeah. Then you have to email mm-hmm. it to them. So if you want to retape for something, like, go ahead and tape it and send it to them and be like, look, if you, don't, if you can't get it into them, that's fine. But I, here's a retape that I sent. 
So I went and retaped it. I think I retaped with my sister, actually. Mm-hmm. My sister, my middle sister, Maggie. We retaped and sent it to my agents. And they said, look, we're trying to get them to watch it. But they really don't want to watch people who already auditioned. Finally, after begging, <laughs> begging, we got uh, the casting director to rewatch my tape. And I think the next morning I was sleeping. I was sleeping and I keep my phone on quiet when I go to bed because I don't want to be waking up mm-hmm. and it's good for my mental health. And I was sleeping and I wake up and I look at my phone and I had like, I think three missed calls from my agent and three from my manager. And I was freaking out. I was like, what did I do? I'm so upset. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So I called them and they said, look, they watch their tape and they want you to do mm-hmm. a Zoom chemistry read with the lead today Damn, and I was, was like fast. oh my gosh yeah. it was super fast because at this point like I said they had I had auditioned in February mm-hmm. so they still hadn't found this character and they were going to film the pilot in April so they needed to find someone yeah it was March and so I auditioned and they liked it so they were going to set up a zoom with me in the lead and I think they were gonna we were gonna do the zoom at three I knew that I needed to leave the house because if you sat and you waited for that three o'clock time, I was going to get stressed. I was going to get worried. I knew the sides, like the back of my hand. It was five scenes, which is a lot. That's a lot. It was a lot. Were they shorter, at least? They were not shorter. They were a lot. They was a lot. Because I think my character on the show is in the show a lot. She plays the best friend of the lead, and I'm in every episode, and she also is the comedic relief, so they wanted to see if I could improv. Mm. So, which is not something that they will ask a lot of the, some, mm-hmm. at, some writers will say, look, I wrote these words, you better say them, mm-hmm. like, they mean a lot to me, and I wrote them for a reason, and other writers will say, these words mean a lot to me, but yeah. you as the character, I want you to improv and feel free with that. Mm-hmm. So, my Zoom was at three for my chemistry read, so I went to go get a coffee and see my friend, so that I could not be thinking about it, and as I'm on the road... Sure enough, my agent calls me and says, look, they want to do it at noon. Oh, no. And I was, I think I was 15 minutes from home and it was 11. Maybe 11.30. It was really close. And so I said, look, I'm like not at home right now because I didn't want to be stressed, which they understood. And I said, I can do it at 12.30. So I drive home, Mm -hmm. set it up. Also with setup, um, please do not be stressed with your setup. This is like a side note. Do not be stressed with your self-tape setup. If you are, go watch the Stranger Things Kids auditions. Right. Oh, yeah. They're literally on laptops. Yeah. If you, you know, like, okay, granted, like, make it look nice. Make it look but kind it of doesn't okay. have to, you don't have to spend $8,000 mm-hmm. on yeah. three lights and don't use it, like, you don't have to use a camera. Mm-hmm. Use your iPhone. You're right. It's super easy. Airdrop. <laughs> I use an iPhone and a ring light and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Just make sure the angle is correct for what they ask. Yes. They usually tell you what kind They'll of framing they want. They'll usually tell you what framing they want. But other than that, you're solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went home and I set up my Zoom setup, which is basically my laptop, me, a ring light, and <laughs> my five five scenes of sides. And I waited and I got on the Zoom with Casey, who plays Naomi. And that was Naomi. your first time meeting her, right? And it was my first yeah. time meeting her. Mm-hmm. Chemistry reads are usually in person, so it was super mm-hmm. weird to do it over Zoom. But she was already in Atlanta at this point. I think getting she has she has a bunch of different hairstyles, and they were checking wardrobes. Mm-hmm. So they were doing a lot of camera tests with her there. So I do a chemistry read with her, and I think we did we did a, we did a lot. I think we did each scene maybe two, three times. Dang. Oh my gosh. And we did all five of them. And then at the end, because my character had so much faith and they wanted someone to improv, the casting director gave me a topic that would <laughs> pertain to the show and said, okay, I want you to improv with the lead right now, mm-hmm. like a scene. 
and we did that and I was super stressed but I also knew that it was coming because of the fact that it was a comedic character and a lot of times they'll ask for that or expect that did that and I think one of the great things about Ava and her casting team and a lot of newer casting teams not newer casting teams but a newer thing that's happening is they at the end started just asking about me they asked Mm -hmm. me what work I had done before they asked me what I'd like to do outside of acting Mm -hmm. they asked me what my love of comedy came for Mm -hmm. and or my background in it which they knew this information they knew what I was they knew what I had done they looked me up but it was seeing if I could carry on a conversation and sort of what my spirit behind myself was Mm -hmm. and also because it was unexpected that you know puts you on a oh this is Mm -hmm. surprising unexpected so I did that did the zoom ended the zoom and was like I think I did great yeah how did it feel do you remember (laughs) I I was like I think it did I did the best that I could Mm. the lead was super great and I knew that they were reading a Nathan mm. after me. I don't remember which, uh, if it was uh, Daniel who got mm. booked the role or if it was someone else. I know that they had read an Annabelle, another Annabelle before me. And I said, you know what? Like, it's out of my hands mm. again. And I think that night was when I went to testing, which in terms is basically you negotiate what mm. the contract would look like for yeah. the show. And there's probably you and either it's just you or there's you and like two other people and it went over the weekend it took forever I wasn't doing anything and I was so stressed and then I finally got the call I actually I don't think I've told the story but I was texting my little sister Lillian like sitting on the couch and I get a call from Lillian my youngest sister and I hang up on her and I'm like I don't want to talk to her right now and I get a call from a random number which I would never answer Answer, never would answer but because I was testing I was like it could be someone from the network it could be one of my agents on a weird phone so I answer it and I get this call on this it's Ava DuVernay and she calls me and she goes hi this is Ava and I'm like like, I know um, which Ava this is (laughs) and I was like why are you calling me Um, and I think one thing that's really special about Ava is that she doesn't quite say like you booked the role she says would you like to create she I think she said something along the lines of would you like to play Annabelle and create help us create this show and I think that creates a really great environment with all of us and that it's not just our writers and Mm -hmm. our executive producers project we're all putting something in from someone who's in the props department to one of our grips to our actors or our costumes our hair our makeup they're all putting something into the show and that makes it so much better when it Mm -hmm. comes out and as you're working on it because you want it to do well yeah so that was the weird audition process that I had a very last minute and again I my mm-hmm. started that process in February and didn't hear anything for almost a month yeah before I started it back up and a lot of it did come from me saying look I think I'm the right person for this mm-hmm. and I think that if we ask them and they watch it again at least I can give them almost help them in a way of mm-hmm. like I think this is what you guys want so I think that was really important and knowing and there's very few times that I will say I want to retape mm. or f- ask again if they've seen it. That's what tape. I meant about like taking the initiative though, because it's like when you feel, I, I, I don't think even I've had this conversation with my manager too, and I don't think it's necessary for every single audition for you to be like, Oh, oh like let me overthink it and let me retape. Yeah. But there are those specific times and I've also done it once or twice for two roles that I really knew. I was like, yeah, like this could be it. Um, you just feel the need to retape and you feel like oh there could be a different thing that you can bring to it yeah ask it have you heard yeah and like and sometimes it literally works in your favor as we've seen so you you know I feel like it's just about trusting yourself trusting your gut but also being like 
I've already put myself, you know, my best self let forward. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. It's gone. Elsa's right. Come on, queen. Mm-hmm. From let it I go. I think that was so beautiful. Yeah. But that was, that was the process of booking Naomi. It was a really special experience. And very quickly after that, they were like, get on a plane. We need mm-hmm. you in Atlanta basically tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we needed you here yesterday, I think was one of the terms around that. We did a Zoom table read. Mm-hmm. And the Daniel um, Puig, who plays Nathan on our show, actually booked the role of Nathan. And then after he booked the role, they asked him to get on the table read. Oh, Like, wow. he booked the role day of our table read. So we were very last minute in that sense. But not. I don't think anything came by last minute or mm. rushed i think it was that that's when that timing was right and that's when no. that character and that role came out and i think the cool thing about our show is there's people who are on our show who have worked for many years mm. um barry watson's on our show and he was a child actor and he's mm. i think he's i think i want to say he's in his 40s he may mm. be older than that actually <laughs> so compliments to him <laughs> but um and there's people on our show who have never worked before wow. And this is their first show. And I think that's, yeah. you get caught up when you see the same faces and the same stuff. And trust me, there's networks that pull the same people. Mm-hmm. Disney has sort of back-end contracts where mm-hmm. they have to pull the same people. Yeah. And um, companies like Netflix yeah, like to work to say, with the same people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can get discouraging because it's like, oh. I I say I would, during when Noah Centineo was on every <laughs> single Netflix movie, yeah. I felt for any white boy with brown hair yeah. that looked any bit like That's him. It. Because you send in a tape and you know, like, mm-hmm. he's going to be asked before yeah. you. And I think there was, oh, I had an actor friend who had his Twitter bio that said something like, I'm who they call if they can't get Noah Centineo. <laughs> like, I'm so the backup. Funny. But I think that's important when you see stuff of like, oh, these big actors mm-hmm. are getting all the roles. That's not... That's who. That's what you see because you see them a lot. But there are so Mm -hmm. many roles. So many again. Like going back to Noah Centineo because we're already talking about him. But like Mm -hmm. he can't film every project. Like he's doing stuff, but like he can't be filming every project. So they are always going to need something for something. So don't get discouraged. Yes, I feel like the last question I have to ask you now is I always put people on the spot for this one and they hate when I do it. But you you will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so nervous. I don't know why you're nervous. Your top adulting tip for the listeners today. Can I give a dumb short fact? Do it, yeah. This is my best adulting tip. Is set up your bills for automatic (laughs) payment. And it's it's so annoying. That's a good one. And you'll hate it. But then when you get your checks from, like, your job and you already knew, like, look, this percentage of it's getting taken out, Mm -hmm. you're like, you don't have to worry about Mm -hmm. not paying those bills. Because I have not paid a water bill and then you get paid. (laughs) Dude, I have not paid a water bill and I get extra money (laughs) on... Mm -hmm. yep I get extra money on top of it and you hate it and it's something that you can avoid and it's the same thing Mm -hmm. with like this is stuff that my dad has instilled in me so shout out to my dad dad. same thing with the credit card stuff I think people when they're young especially because you don't learn a lot of this stuff in Mm -hmm. high school is like don't don't collect debt don't Don't run up your credit card don't bite off more than you Mm -hmm. can chew I was watching um something I can't remember what it was and it was uh this influencer person and they had bought I think they they hadn't bought they were renting this huge house mm-hmm. and that happens a lot here. and I, yeah. that happens a lot here mm-hmm. people rent and they lease um you know to each their own mm-hmm. i think it's important i i rent an apartment but nothing outside of like what is Correct. reasonable yeah. and you have to kind of think of like look i'm 18 i want to be able to support myself when i'm 30 i always think of everything as like okay when i'm 30 yeah when i'm 30 when I'm 30, which isn't that, 30 is not old at mm-hmm. all, 30 year olds, no. I'm going to be 30 and I'm going to be living my best life, <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Oh, I would say for adulting, 
even if you live with a roommate but more so if you live by yourself which both of us live by ourselves Mm -hmm. is to have something that you're constantly doing every day it could be something as small as a walk Mm -hmm. it could be something as big as you have this class every day Mm -hmm. i took guitar lessons once a week no way by the way it was a kid's guitar lesson (laughs) like i had learned nothing it was there were other kids it was themed with like ninjas oh my goodness it was was so much fun by the way (laughs) shout out to my guitar lessons but having something that you can constantly do every day because if not you can get in a funk and you can truly drive yourself insane and even if you're going outside to go on a walk and you see other people you don't have to be interacting with Mm. other people if you're like i don't want to interact with other people but you're seeing other people and it is building and you're growing as Mm -hmm. a a person so i would say have something of one thing either one thing a day and then one thing weekly Mm -hmm. those are probably good like that's no that's one thing a day that you're like i gotta go do this Mm -hmm. every single day it doesn't have to be workout yeah i'm not i don't i'm not like let me go to Mm -hmm. the gym and lift some weights guys (laughs) (laughs) one thing that you're doing every single day and then one thing a week that you're constantly doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are yeah, I love that. Good adult advice. We had a whole ass episode. It does not feel like we've been sitting here for that no, long. It doesn't. No, it feels like we've just been chatting and catching up. But now we've got to chat and catch up off the air. So we're going to end this episode now. Go ahead and shout should out I, your socials. Say, yes. What am I? I, I don't. I'm not <laughs> a very uh, plug person. You're but like, plug. At the moment, on Instagram and on Twitter, it's under Real Mary Charles. You can follow Real. me there. Mm-hmm. I love Instagram. I'm very keep Instagram casual, but mm-hmm. also keep it kind of fun. I will link. I will link it yeah. down below as well. So yeah, Twitter Real Mary Charles. I have a TikTok. It's under Mary Charles. The Jones. best, the best one, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit random on there, but we do post some fun stuff from behind the scenes mm-hmm. for Naomi, which will be coming out, and that's coming out today. That's my but last thing. Is that watch Naomi? <laughs> on the cw on tuesday nights at 9 8 central and thank Yay. you so much for having me oh this is so fun thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and i will see you guys or you guys will hear me oh next week if you listened this far and you left a review <laughs> at the end of the review can you tell me what your favorite fruit is ah that i love strawberries okay i love pineapples <laughs> pineapples are my favorite <laughs>